Welcome to Aerovision. 12 points will be going to Ireland! Welcome back to the Airvision podcast. It is so nice to be back with you guys. It's been a few weeks, but we are back with a brand new episode. And today it's a very special episode. It is Airvision on Boher Gunis. It is our special episode dedicated to the Junior Eurovision era national final, which of course is taking place currently. And the grand final will be on Sunday, October 8th on TG Card. Now, way back in January, we brought you our special The Journey to Euro Song 2023 miniseries. We got to know the acts competing to represent Ireland at the adult contest. And we decided to do the same for Junior Eurovision. In this special episode, we're going to be talking to the three young ladies who are in the running to represent Ireland at Junior Eurovision, which of course is taking place in Nice, France on November 26th, which is next month, which is crazy to think. But three of them are in the running. The public vote is open right now, so you can get to know them, hear them sing, let us know what you think, and you can decide yourselves and vote on tgkahar.ie forward slash Junior Eurovision. Also as well, if you're new to this and don't know Junior Eurovision, there is Junior Eurovision, we compete at it, what the hell? Like, I'm shocked. Don't worry, we're going to be getting to know um, more about it with, of course, one of the hosts of the national final, Louise Cantillon, who of course you will know from Today FM, Spin, all that. TV shows and TG Car, she's amazing. We love her. She's a pal of the pod. But we'll be speaking to her later on in the show as well. We've got Keolan Graw as well. There's loads coming up, so do stick around. But you're very, very welcome to this special Aerovision on Boher Gunis, the road to Nice. Louise, how are you doing? I'm well. Time come on. How can you find? Oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, come on. Busy few weeks now with the uh, Junior Eurovision coming up. This is a very special episode. We just had to cover TG Cahar. They're smashing it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of time for TG Cahar. Oh. But like, guys, how great. Like, I don't know if everybody listening to this is necessarily watching it. And I haven't had a chance to watch every one live on a Sunday. My Sunday evenings do be busy. Mm-hmm. But it's a fantastic production what T.G. Cahar are doing. I'm so, so yeah. impressed. Can we have a Bula bus for T.G. Cahar? <laughs> Bula bus. No, there just seems to be so much positivity. Yeah. With Junior and T.G. Cahar and it's just positive vibes and it's like, let's just do the best we can with what we have and yeah. let's have fun and let's enjoy it. Whatever happens, happens. And yeah, it's great Sunday night Irish viewing language. now at the moment, you know, with the, the national final happening. Yeah. Before we get stuck into all that, yes. Connor, do you reckon, do you have a favourite Irish junior Eurovision entry? Because we've been kicking around since what now, 2015 or so? Mm-hmm. And we've been doing a pretty decent job on yeah. the whole and great Irish language representation. May I say, it's so good to see. Uh, yeah, would you have a favourite entry yourself? I I love Sullis. Oh, of course. Last year. Yeah. Um, but I really love Celia Glossa. Celia Glossa, um, yeah, Murin. It was Murin. a girl, Murin, yeah, and yeah. she had the guitar and she was just literally on stage with the guitar, singing her heart out. Yeah. 
very Irish it was. Yeah, that was probably, yeah, that's probably up there for me. I loved Banshee, the studio version. Love our junior entries every year. Rail to the Mara is a beautiful. Yeah, that was that the first really ever entry. Out. I think that would nearly do better now. I think people are craving that kind mm. of Celtic classic. Can we please shout out Taylor Hines' IOU? I knew you were going to say him. no and rhino shocks and neve kavanagh in yeah. that video iconic mm. iconic well Ireland, we have a great little past in Junior Eurovision and I'm, I'm sure a fantastic future to come mm -hmm. as well. And all thanks to, of course, TG Cahar. But without further ado, we need to get stuck into this episode because we have three special ladies, special guests joining us, don't we, Connor? We do. We've got the three contestants who are competing for your votes. Mm -hmm. By the way, the voting is now open. Um, you can vote at ttcahar.ie forward slash Junior Eurovision. Um, but the three acts competing for your votes to represent Ireland at the Junior Eurovision Song Contest, which will be taking place in Nice, France, on November 26th. They are Jessica McKean, Neve Beatrix and Claire Keeley. And of course, we got the opportunity to speak with the three young ladies earlier this week. So here it is. So we are joined by the first guest on the podcast for today. She is a finalist in Junior Eurovision era. Her name is Claire Keeley. She is 13 years old from County Down. Claire Fulcher. amazing you are in the final of junior eurovision era again we got a point today last year you made it to the final three so can you just tell us what has been the experience like this time around versus last year well first of all last year was really fun but it was really scary because i didn't know what to expect i was going in to record and i was standing on the stage and i didn't know i didn't know, know what i was doing i was freaking out but this year it was fairly similar and I think that that really helped. And I think my performance has improved this year because I was less scared about messing up because I kind of knew what to expect. Sang powerful songs. You did Chandelier and you did Symphony as well. What has been your favourite song to perform this time around? Oh, that's tough. Um, Honestly, to listen to, I love Symphony, but Chandelier was a lot more challenging. So it was definitely my favourite. And is that the kind of music that you like, Claire? What kind of music do you listen to? 
Yes, I think once I was introduced to Eurovision, I went because I, I always I'm really big fan of musical theatre. So I would have always been into musical theatre. But once I was introduced to Eurovision, I think I've slowly converted to more pop music. Fantastic. And we know that in the Junior Eurovision era final, the winner then eventually has a song to go on and represent the country with. If you were to get the ticket for Ireland, Claire, do you know what kind of song you would like to have? Well, honestly, I think the thing I love about Ireland is the Celtic style. It's it's beautiful and like that's a huge part of our culture. So like even when I heard Solus last year, like it was actually beautiful. It made me cry. It was it's so beautiful. So if I did get lucky enough to represent Ireland, I would be really delighted with anything, but a Celtic ballad would be the thing that I would love the most. So Claire, finally, really, people are voting now during the week. Voting is open. If you they go to tgcar.com forward slash junior Eurovision, they can vote for you and the other two acts as well. For people who want to vote for you, what would you say to them? First of all, I would say for them voting for me, thank you so much. And honestly, it means a lot to me because even last year, like junior Eurovision has like really like affected me a lot. Um, and I actually, I'd probably cry if I got to represent the country. Um, it would be my biggest dream. And I've been singing since I, like the moment I could talk. So if I could go and wave the flag for Ireland, honestly, it would like make my my dream come true. We want to wish you the absolute best of luck all more. Of Gareth Wigget. Best of luck, Claire. Thank you so much, Slan. Um... Right, everyone, we are joined by our second contestant competing on Sunday's final of Junior Eurovision era. We are delighted to be joined by Jessica McKean from Donegal. She's only 10 years old. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you doing? It must be a crazy week for you. Oh, I've just been so excited. I'm really proud of myself and I'm just, oh, I'm amazing. Such a big achievement, of course, you know, to get to the final three. What has been, you know, the reaction from your family, your friends that you made at this bar? You must be over the moon. Oh, uh, we were in Maggie's Tavern and everyone was just screaming and it was like crazy and everyone's just so proud and so happy. So, yeah. Oh, good for you. Fair play. Everyone's made like all these wee posters and everything. Like, it's crazy. Like, all the amount of support's just unimaginable. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, so exciting for you. Such a big, big achievement. Jessica, you've sang some lovely songs on uh, Junior Visionera. We've heard you sing I Will Always Love You and Skinny Love. Is that the kind of music that you like listening to or what kind of music do you like? To be honest, I like to sing or listen to any music, to be honest. Like, it's going to be a challenge, but of course I'll keep going. Like, um, I also do like opera and not all kinds, so... So, of course, when you get to go to Junior Eurovision um, after you potentially win, um, you get to decide or work with what kind of song you, you'd sing at the contest. And, you know, do you have any particular style of mind that you would prefer to sing if you got to go to Nice? Well, I'm a sort of person that really likes big belter songs, so I really hope it's a big belter sort of one and 
just all sort of big mixed ranges and stuff like that definitely to be able to show off my voice is yeah excellent yeah showing your range and Jessica would you say are you a fan of Eurovision yeah I do enjoy the show now that I'm obviously on it and I have seen bits of other ones before and I think it's a really good show to be honest yeah you know voting is open now for anyone that is interested and wants to vote for you and the other two contestants so what would you say to people at home who are listening to this and may potentially want to vote for you? What would you say to them? You guys, I really want to get votes in because I'm the youngest ever finalist in Junior Eurovision. I'm only 10 years old and um, I'm just so proud and I've worked really, really hard for this. So to be able to win is like literally making a child's dream come true. So like, guys think, do you just want to make a 10-year-old's dream come true? Because I think you do. Why? I really want to bring the cup home to Ireland. So come on, guys. <laughs> that is a brilliant speech. <laughs> we love it. We love it. The power and the energy. We love it. <laughs> well, best of luck, Jessica. It was so nice to speak with you. And fingers crossed for Sunday. Thank you. Best of luck, all more Sloan. Bye. <laughs> Okay, we now have on the Airvision podcast the final finalist in junior Eurovision era joining us. She is Neve Beatrix. She is 12 years old. Neve, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Whoa, whoa. on becoming a finalist of Junior Eurovision era. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really, really happy. Must be a crazy week. Yeah. How has your family and friends reacted to the, the news that you made it to the final three? Oh, they're delighted and so am I. And we're voting every time we can. So. <laughs> every hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you sang big songs in the you know the road to the final. You sang Radioactive and Pink Two Stars. The two songs, out of the two songs, which one was your favourite? Probably radioactive. <laughs> Big powerful song. <laughs> yeah. And is that the kind of music that you like, Neve, or what sort of music are you into yourself? Uh, I really love soul music, but I also do love that type of um, gritty kind of voice where my gritty voice comes into the songs. So I did really love singing that song as well, Radioactive. Fantastic. And if you were lucky enough, fingers crossed for you, if you were lucky enough to get selected to be Ireland's representative in Junior Eurovision, you would be, you know, working on a song and getting an original song to sing at the contest. Would you have any idea what genre or what kind of song you would love to do on the big stage? Um... I would love to do any kind of song. I'm literally open to any kind of music, but um, I would probably like to have, again, the gritty kind of soul thing in it because that's my style when it comes to singing. Pretty good. Yeah. And have you been a fan of Eurovision in previous years? Yeah, I watched it a couple of times before. So it's always been a bit of a dream to, to get to the stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, voting is now open, of course. People can vote for you and the other two acts if they wish. Um, can you tell us exactly why people should vote for you? Um, if they're at home and they're undecided, what would you say to them? Um, I would say that I would be honoured to represent Ireland and 
it would be so nice to just have fun and perform for the country that I live in. And yeah, it would just be amazing and such a great experience. And I would really give it my all if I get through. Fantastic. <laughs> well, we are wishing you the very best of luck from us at the Airvision podcast, Neve. All more. Best of luck, <laughs> Neve. Thank you. Airvision. Anish. section of the podcast this is of course in case you have forgotten which eagle-eared Irish language lovers I'm sure you have not this is the section of the podcast where I spread the Graw for Gaelga love for Irish far and wide we translate either a phrase from Eurovision in general or from a song Osgaelga um, or we take a phrase from a song Osgaelga I tell it to Connor and Connor tries to translate what is going on. And this is very relevant for this episode, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Given, you know, Titi Cahar roots, songs as all of that. Louise yeah. Cantillon to come very shortly. So, without further ado, Connor, on will to Ray. Taught me Ray. Kirklor. Frost. On shocked and shut. No. Casa on Driecht. Casa er Driecht. Casa on Driecht. I, I have no idea. I feel Driecht is dragon. No. 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 Casa. No. I've. On digging. On digging to cast temple. Turn around. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. So Casa. It's not quite turn, but it's pretty. Pretty close to that. Turn. Let's close to turn. Like. Casa. Tumble. Flip. Mm -mm. Casa on three. Da, 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 oh, da, um, da, 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 spin the magic. Da, da, da. Yay! Well done, Mahu. Yeah, spin the magic. Casa on three. That is, of course, the slogan from Yerevan, Armenia last year. I was going to do this year's, but that would have just been Lekra, and that mm. would have been a one word. And I said, yeah. no, Connor's a higher level student. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Am I? I'm not just giving you one word. I'm giving you a phrase. I'm giving oh, you a phrase. Jesus. Well, I hope we see some direct, we see some magic in Nice. I'm sure that we will. And there's a little bit more Gaelga to come in this episode, <laughs> which I'm very excited about. Uh, Connor Grimogot. Grimogot. And we'll just say from Kiel and Graw, Slong of Fall. Welcome back, everyone, to the Airvision podcast. Now, we are joined by a very, very special guest. She is killing it at the moment. You hear her on radio on Today FM. You see her on the telly on TG Car, And she, of course, is the host of Junior Eurovision Era. It is the fabulous Louise Cantillon. Welcome to the podcast, Louise. 
Oh, thank you so much, Connor and Louise. I'm the one that feels starstruck chatting to the two of you. Um, what a year you've had with the podcast. Oh, my goodness. I loved listening to all of your coverage of both Eurovisions last year. So uh, hopefully this year is bigger and better again. Fingers crossed. Thank you for that. That's an honour of us to hear that. It really is. <laughs> Thanks so much, Louise. The other Louise I would always want to have on this podcast. <laughs> Great name. God bless us. <laughs> it is. Come um, here. We, of course, know that you are here joining us because of Junior Eurovision era on TG Cahir. But we are also a Eurovision, primarily a Eurovision podcast. And you have actually had some involvement with the adult edition of Eurovision previously in the year, particularly with Eurosong in Ireland because you were the Irish jury spokesperson and uh, you were part of the Irish jury also. Um, could you talk to us about that experience of being part of Eurosong? Yeah, absolutely. I was so lucky to be asked to be part of the Irish jury last year. Um, I was one of four members who cast a jury vote. Um, and as you know, then obviously there was a public uh, part to the vote as well. Um, so to be honest, it was something that I hadn't ever gone about looking to be part of myself. Um, you know, the opportunity came to me, I guess, through my involvement in junior Eurovision. And um, yeah, what can I say? Such an honour. So I was a quarter of the jury and um it was amazing to have the opportunity to vote and to watch the Eurosong competition live. Um, obviously, I feel passionately about Gaelga and having that Irish content. So, you know, the fact that there was a contestant who was a Gaelgord that took part as well was really special, I felt, um, last year for us, for, our, for Irishness and, you know, especially with everything that the junior Eurovision tries to do as well. Because I guess, um, you know, essentially our winner always sings Asquega. So we love the idea of putting the Irish language on an international and global stage. So um, that was, yeah, I'm getting a little bit sidetracked, but that for me was something special. Um, and then, of course, being able to deliver the results as well and speak for the jury on the Late Late Show. It's uh, kind of a thing, isn't it, in Irishness, that if you can get your head on the Late Late Show at any stage in your life, you kind of feel like it's a big box ticked. So yeah. uh, I was thrilled to be able to to give the results and and uh, I'm not sure if you're watching, but I actually managed to do it off Gaelga and off Berla. Um, I'd say Ryan Tuberty at the time was cursing me for taking so long, <laughs> but I was like, I will say this off Gaelga. Um, but no, an amazing opportunity. And you know what? Um, to see the inner workings and things that happen behind the scenes, I would have never known what the structure of the jury was or um, how the jury vote was cast. And um, being part of it was very cool. And I hope that it won't be my last time. We hope not either. I think a lot of Irish fans were happy to see the kind of crossover that happened between the RTE side of things and the TG Carr side of things. And of course, you got in the big plug about applying for Junior Eurovision as well, which is great to see as well, because we feel kind of RTE doesn't really give it much attention, which is a pity. You know, we thought there would be a lot more correlation between the two, but um, it's a shame. But anyway, going forward, we we think hopefully going forward, it will be more. Um, but speaking about Junior Eurovision then, you've been hosting the national final uh, for the last few years as well. What was it that like getting that phone call to be involved in that selection process? So cool. Like, again, that was something that kind of came to me. It's funny how opportunities come about. Like, I am not 
a law of a suit. I am not a singer. I am the clapper in a session. I can barely clap to keep the beat of a sing song. That's my contribution. So uh, in terms of my musical knowledge or abilities, absolutely there are none. But uh, well, my musical knowledge, actually, I will take that back because I've worked as a radio DJ for over 10 years. Uh, so I guess I've met and, um, you know, listened to lots of up and coming Irish musicians and bands over the years. And uh, I was delighted when I got the opportunity in 2021 to get on board with Junior Eurovision. Um, to be honest, at the time, it wasn't a competition I knew a whole lot about, but now I feel like it's part of my life annually and something I look so forward to every year. Um, myself and Neveni Cronin, who is one of our judges, as you know, um, have been involved, I guess, for the same amount of time. And together, we kind of just very much embraced the competition as two young females that were happy to promote Irish on an international stage. That was how it started. And um, we've gone on to create, you know, I think lots of noise for Ireland on the Junior Eurovision stage um, we launched a kind of social media um, behind the scenes coverage that hadn't ever been done across TG Cahar's uh, social channels and I guess it's something as well that maybe RTE don't really do when it comes to senior Eurovision so we uh, had the freedom and the support of TG Cahar to put our own stamp on it and I think it's ultimately been a good thing last year Sophie Lennon I think her you know, uh, performance and her results speaks for itself. Um, but definitely, I think Eurovision is a funny one. There is a certain amount of, you know, um, promotion your country needs to give it an act in order for it to, you know, start to trend and be favoured before it even makes its way to the stage. So I think I've come to learn a lot of that as well over the last few years. Especially with Junior as well, the fact you can vote for your own country a few days before, you know, that that's so key to to getting a good result. And we saw that last year with Sophie Lennon coming in fourth place, which was fantastic. Um, exactly. And, you know, and I know people say that the Eurovision is political and I don't necessarily like that, but I do agree that a certain amount of canvassing has to be done for your country and for your act ahead of time. And, uh, you know, even if that's just pushing the song out there and, uh, you know, highlighting and getting people, giving people the opportunity to listen to it and not be listening to it for the first time on stage, because I just think it's too late at that stage to be, um, you know, to be hearing a song or an entry for the first time. Yeah, it's like it's perfect to the ear, isn't it? It's like tick the box, tick the box, tick the box. Um, it is. And Louise, I couldn't let this opportunity go by having a grail gore on the podcast. We just have to have a little bit of grail, and we try to every episode with our um Kyolan Graw segment we do. Um, but I would love to ask you a question, ask Gaelga. And then for any of our non Irish speakers who are going, Oh no, we'll do the same question afterwards, ask Um could uh in a stun fween tovak took a van and lechang and a grail get a hash point air thought to them that? Well, it's the oil I'm going to say, Hordain is more of the Aine, the Aine Gilgore, you know, Hana er Sonantir, August and Gilga, her Hunheen, er, you know, Ordonatoho Borshin, you know, Nihawan Gowilamwood, egg, you know, a curran, Kyol on, um, Nalirki, August Quillerod, a macher and Stoicheng, Ilga, Ta, you know, Winter. On that a gate that less and tay a man there in stature. So Toshe Olvor, Toshe Dakar Kershius, a Yenover Keho Morris, Toshe Toysical Fain, and Locked Fairdan, Locked Aged up that ton a million now. So Toshe Docher to Tavatok, Agasnis Mono Ain Rodella, is the Willem Gurwilche, Gurkush more bro the Tawound, and went to the hair and Gurfaderlin tune a Hyola and Ilga. August Bather, a few mask on, you know, tune at the 
ก็ไกลๆออกออกัสละคูปลฟอกลเมรละโฮมาชตอนมาสกอนชิงกะดาสบอสออนรอดฟินยูรอวิชั่นนอดอมซะคัปมกะมินดีนิโคบรอดูล
up in the week that uh, we had the opportunity to do in Yerevan. But uh, yeah, incredible. Like it's it's hard to describe the experience, but uh, unbelievable. And whoever selected this year to represent Ireland, it's going to be an opportunity of a lifetime. And, uh, you know, it's very hard to uh, describe the opportunity that lies ahead of the contestant because like it, it can be quite life changing. You know, the doors it opens globally and internationally is just unbelievable. Yeah, definitely. And we definitely see it with the junior contest as well. The, the amount of fan pages there are. You see Sophie Lennon blowing up on TikTok now. You know, th there's so many opportunities just even with the junior contest, um, which is out there. And uh, you mentioned there about the team of TG Carr, and we hear so much about the team of RT, but we very little knowledge about the TG Carr team. So can you just give us kind of a little teaser of what the team's like? And it seems to be a real close knit family. And side note, I did love you and Eve, like on TikTok and all that <laughs> stuff last year. I was like, this is so fun. We need more of this. Yeah, well, you know, I guess it really helps when the people on the team themselves are massive Eurovision fans and it's not just, you know, something that you're getting paid to do because obviously at the end of the day for a lot of people, you know, it can be a job. But I guess for Neve and I, we nearly feel like we're fans at this stage going along, you know. Um, so, and we really get on board with the glitz, the glam, the sequin, you know, we love all of that. So uh, it's an opportunity for us to really throw ourselves into the, you know, Eurovision um, ness of it all. But uh, the team at TG Carr, you know, it's pretty much the team that you see on on TV, uh, myself and Daryl Cueve, who hosts the show, um, that's the pair of us. Neve and Andrew Dupuyer was our new addition to the judging lineup this year. Uh, so Neve and Andrew, we're all, I guess the four of us are the, the ones who are there week in, week out and film the show. Um, Adair Productions, the TV production company that make um, Junior Eurovision are incredible as well. The producers and the, um, we'll say the directors that we work with are passionate about Eurovision, have always been. Niall Mooney, who wrote uh, Sophie's song last year, will be a friend of that company as well. So I guess, like you say, there is that kind of family close-knit um, relationship and everybody is aware, I guess, that we're working on a small budget. You know, that is something that I am happy to say as well publicly. Um, it's not like other countries or maybe other production companies that have got a lot of funding behind them. Um, you know, we're absolutely creating what we are doing when we travel to the Eurovision on a shoestring. Um, and I think making it look like something give it what what me and me have aimed to do we pitched this idea to tg Cahir in 2021 we wanted to do something online and of course we wanted to travel to paris to see what it was all about um but our initial pitch was that we wanted to bring people behind the scenes and really show them the glitz and glamour that eurovision has to offer even at a junior level um and that kind of remains to be what we try to do um and yeah hopefully people that are following along on social media kind of can get the sense, you know, that it is such a massive, big scale competition and then hopefully spread the word. And, you know, we get even higher caliber calibers of en entries um, in the years to follow. So I think it's worked for us definitely in the last year or two. Oh, you can yeah. definitely see it. And even results wise, you know, we were performing OK at junior, but even last year, fourth place, you know, it really gives the incentive towards the team to keep doing what you're doing because fans love it. We're always kind of comparing TG Car and RT and always saying, TG Carr are smashing it with the shoestring of a budget. So, um, fair play, guys. I feel guys. like there's a really clear vision with TG Carr. Mm -hmm. That's the impression I get that it's like, let's let the children have loads of fun and enjoy music through the Irish language and represent the Irish language. That's my feeling from mm -hmm. what the team are doing. And it's, it's working. It's just like joy. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think it is. It's unreal. Like I have to say, people ask me all the time um, about the contestants and they're like, are they really competitive? You know, do they really want to win? And I'm like, there's this beautiful innocence with young people that, you know, they're just so thrilled to be part of the competition uh, that it really isn't. I guess when you look at the senior competition, there are artists who are entering and have reputations on the line. And in their head, they're going into the competition thinking, what will this mean? Or will it not mean for my career going forward? Where there is, Louise, there's that pure, you know, joy and kind of excitement that comes with being a young person who has nothing really um, to lose other than just to go and give it their absolute all. So that is something special, I think, that comes with Junior Eurovision for sure. Absolutely. And we've seen on the shows so far, Louise, on the last few weeks that we've had, of course, a lot of very talented young people singing. We've had some guest judges and we know that you can't give us too much away for the final. But can you tease anything for us to expect? Anything nice coming up? Well, I can tell you that we have the legendary Mickey Joe Hart as our guest judge joining us for the final. Um, what a man, what an incredible person. Um, you know, he's been there. He has embraced Eurovision over the years and more than anything, he loves it himself. He loves the competition. So he was a great uh, guest judge to have with us for the final because I think, you know, it's obviously a public vote, right? So the judges don't get to, to choose. But what is important, I think, is to let the three contestants who are going to perform on the final know and understand, you know, the what's at stake. And, you know, I think when you go and you're chosen to represent Ireland at Junior Eurovision, you have to go with an open mind and know that, like, it's actually more than just a song competition. It's, you know, your stage presence. It's how you embrace the week, the lead up to it. It's like, again, I keep bringing up Sophie Lennon, but she was such a dream to work with. Um, you need to kind of almost fully, you know, embrace Eurovision for everything that it is from the minute that your name is called out as the representative and you need to get so stuck into it all um, because it's not going to come against you. If anything, that that's going to help your case. Um, and then getting on the stage to sing your song and perform for your country is just the cherry on top of the whole experience. And of course, we have three contestants competing for that opportunity to sing for Ireland in Nice. We've of course got Jessica McKean, Claire Keeley and Neve Beatrix singing for us on Sunday. Um, Obviously, you're the host, so you can't say anything. But what what's your final thoughts, really, on the final three that we have? Well, I think it's great. You can the talent speaks for itself. Uh, Claire is back for her second year. We had Claire last year. We also had her as a finalist. Um, she is so talented. She's experienced, and I think she very much. Um, has her eyes set on the prize. You know, she knows. I, I love to follow her online as well. It's great because these are young people, you know, who are so, uh, they, they have no shame in uh, canvassing for themselves as well, which is great to see. So uh, Claire, I think as well, would have known Sophie from last year and they would have shared singing coaches. So there's a bit of a crossover there. Um, like it's not her first rodeo. Um, Jessica's new to the competition. You know, she has a beautiful voice. She sings incredibly like, I mean, and everything about her, she's kind of like this angelic Irish soul when she's on the stage with her gorgeous accent as well. And then Neil Beatrix is really cool. She's bringing something different to the competition. Um, obviously, she's South African and having moved to Ireland, she kind of has that edge. And uh, they're three brilliant young girls that are so different um, but at the same time I think all bring their own unique edge to the competition so Claire is probably the one who has the experience um, but again I mean 
it's up to the public and it's up to what they uh, decide and, you know, what they think of the performances on Sunday. That's very exciting, yeah. Looking forward to seeing who's flying the flag for us this year. Brilliant, yeah. Well, me too. And hopefully the best girl wins and I'm sure that whoever it is will do amazing. Well, Louise, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It was great to speak with you and I'm sure fans listening will be dying and interested to hear the, the inner workings of Teach Car. So you've definitely given us that that expose on all that. So uh, thank you. And continue I hope I don't get in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> you won't. I'm sure you won't. But again, thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Connor and Louise. It's always great to chat. So there we have it, everyone. What a jam-packed episode. I feel like we're saying that every single time we record. <laughs> but listen, we don't do things by halves here Absolutely in Airvision HQ. We had, of course, the three finalists for Junior Eurovision era joining us on the podcast. We want to wish Jessica, Claire and Neve the absolute best of luck all more from the Eurovision podcast and... Whatever happens, girls, you've done yourselves proud. Absolutely. And your families and your communities. So wishing them all the best. Hope they have a great, great time yeah. on Sunday. A huge girl, Margo Therese, a huge thank you again to Louise Cantlon for giving up her time and coming on to chat. It was so refreshing, Connor, wasn't it? Yeah, it just it's what we want to hear. The love, yeah. the, you know, even the, I loved the, when she said, oh, just going to TG Car with the idea alongside Neve to let's do some content. Pitch and they're this, like, yeah, yeah, let's do it just easy it's just that's what it we flows, want yeah but that's why people love tg car and their team and fair play like we said at the start the they content's are there it. like use it exactly exactly you're in this contest there's all this great stuff there's all these great performers like make you know every year in may eurovision happen in december or november when it happens juniors happening so it's a guaranteed you know event yeah. every year make the most out of it and that's what they're doing and fair play to them and I know it. I said this to Louise I just really feel that TG Cahar are on the button with this like you can just tell what the vision is or mm. you have a good idea of what the vision is and yeah. it's such good representation for the Irish language I don't think that can be stressed enough No, you know there isn't places for Irish language everywhere in media so mm. to see this going on you know, as someone who loves Irish, it just, it means a lot. It in really, an accessible really does. way as well, you know, not just for people might tune in, oh, it's Irish, but it's junior Eurovision. It's, oh, that's interesting. They're singing in Irish, speaking in Irish. To the it's songs final. that we're familiar with. Yeah. And it's translated to Oscailga and, you know, there's guest stars mm-hmm. we may know, the likes of Mickey Joe Hart and Brooke and so on. And it, it's just great. And the most important thing as well is it just seems like the children are having a blast, yeah. that they're having a great time, experience of their lives. What a cool thing to be able to do by the time you're 13 or 14 yeah. years old, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Fair play to them. Fair play to them. We yeah. we love them. And um, I feel next few years we could have an Irish win in junior just with the trajectory that we're going I would on. I love that. Imagine that. You met junior everything in Ireland. Then like, you know, go away or... Connemara 2028 or something. Yeah, you know. I'd be, I'd I be up it. for that. I, I will it. be up for that. Would you know what we do, right? If we're worried about like accommodation and stuff, just get all the the band on tea and the fire yeah. on tea on board. Just like they're all going to the whale show. Grow Aaron Traw, that house. No, no. Can get we talk about Grow Aaron Traw? <laughs> Sorry, different broadcaster, Virgin Media. But lads, I am obsessed. I'm uh, obsessed. Connor, have you watched it? I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. But I love Grania Shogun, so I it will be watching is it. It's so good. I'm not just saying that. I know you, you probably think I'm saying that. It's actually genuinely No, gas. it's perfect because Big Brother's on it's at gas. nine. Gra- Aaron Traw's on a ten. Stop. It's going to be perfect. Oh, Connor, we're not going to leave the house <laughs> for the next few weeks. 
And suddenly it'll be January and it'll be like, oh God, <laughs> national finals. And then we won't leave the house because we'll be recording every exactly, day. Exactly, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Bloody hell, my God. Oh. Yeah, no, <laughs> completely off topic. But yeah, you know what we're saying anyway. Just one more quick order of business before we round out the episode. We have a quick shout out from our Buy Me A Coffee. Thank you so much again, Gervmila Mahakwit, to everybody supporting us on there. This one is from Michael Doherty. Michael is just a fantastic person to connect with. He's great on the socials, always engaged in the question boxes. So big shout out to you, Michael, you big legend. Michael has said, grow more avail first. Oh, well, grow more the avail first. I love Belfast. Such a fan of the pod. You've definitely been a big driving force to me. Reconnecting with the Irish language and wanting to learn it again. What an apt episode to be reading this out in. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to seeing your take on the 2024 contest. Well, thank you, Michael. And we're looking forward to hearing from you as well, as always. Yeah. Thanks so much for your support. I love that message was so fitting with the with the episode. Yeah, I know. So perfect. Wasn't even planned. No, it wasn't. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. And yeah, the 2024 contest. Jesus, Fair only friend. around the world. Only yeah. around the world. Only around the corner. Only around all the around corner. the world. Yeah. There's a new song for you there. All People around the world. People want to. It's Justin Bieber. I was listening to this today. It's a bop. Do you ever just go through a phase where you're like, I'm going to listen to Justin Bieber intensely today? Absolutely not. No, no. <laughs> and then when the next day, that? it's like Adele. And then the next day, it's like Lily Allen. Adele, I can understand. But then that's it's just... One Direction. I have a funny story. My sister saw my playlist one time and it was full of Adele. She's like, are you okay? <laughs> and and like, where yeah. are you? Probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was like 15. So. That's what people ask me when they see all the Eurovision songs on my are Spotify. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm yeah, like, okay. yeah, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Do you not listen to this all the time? Do you not obsess about this contest all year round? <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to close it out there. Gurmeen, meen, walk with Arish. Thank you so much again to all of our fantastic guests. We appreciate your time so, so much. And we're looking forward to Sunday. And of course, if you are looking forward to watching Junior Eurovision Era, you can catch it at La Ortheracht Ocht, half past eight on TG Car on Sunday, the 8th of October. Don't forget to cast your vote if there are any of the contestants you would really like to see representing us at Nice. You can go to the link tgcaher.ie forward slash junior Eurovision. That's tgcaher.ie forward slash junior Eurovision. I think that's all we have time for though, Connor. It is. That's it for this episode. Until the next, all there is to say is Slon the Fall. Fall.